Please hang up and try again. Hey guys, welcome to this so you don't have to. You're here with Dom and Trey. While it is our first episode, this has been something that's been in the making for quite a long time. We've been wanting to do this for a while. So this episode, we're talking cinematic universes. Uh, let's see, because today we're talking Marvel. Uh, we're talking some Star Wars and some DC stuff. Um, so yeah, you, you, you have prepared for us a little, a little list, some, a few props so we can kind of get the ball rolling here. So, uh, what's, what's the first one on the docket? Well, the first thing we want to talk about is the fact that cinematic universes have become, you know, relatively a, a more recent thing in terms of film and TV. Obviously in comic books, they've been a thing for a while, but we're finally getting to see them on the big screen. Um, and especially now with, I guess we want to focus more in the beginning with like Harry Potter and Star Wars. But with Harry Potter, we're kind of seeing the world expand a bit. It kind of started with the book series, but now we're seeing movies like the Fan Fantastic Beast series. Um, and it's just interesting to see these books and these universes come to life in a larger way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this shit's epic. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, it's, it's awesome. Not to say that Harry Potter is like the first one to do it, right? Because they're not. But because a lot of with the movies before, then you'd have you have the first one, the sequel, and then maybe a third one, right? But Harry Potter, like they did a bunch, you know, sequentially, yeah. and and just kept building up and building up. So in terms of like, not you know, I can't say that they they're the first cinematic universe, right? But like, I I guess what I mean to say is they were like, I think in my head, there, there may be an earlier one who did it. But they seem like they were the first ones to like really like do it for a really long time. Like have a bunch, like just keep going, like a bunch of different movies and continue building up. Like, but like more than three, you know, than the, the yeah. trilogy. Thing. Well, for me, I, when I think of cinematic universes, I think more than just like sequels or even trilogies or anything like that. I think of it as that, you know, even outside of the original cast, there are TV shows or movies that continue on, you know, with characters inside the world. Yeah, and so I think. That's kind of a recent development, in my opinion, of we're going to take something that really works, like a Harry Potter, and we're going to make movies about characters that have nothing really to do with that character, but still exist within that same world. And, you know, I think that can be risky, but I think it's really been a successful endeavor um, for most of these fan bases because some people just can't get enough of the original story. Like, I know with Star Wars... You know, now we're getting, I almost feel like, and, you know, we can debate this. I'm starting to think that the movies that, and shows that are kind of being built out of it, that exist in the same universe, sometimes can be better than the originals. Uh, with, like, with, like, The Mandalorian, and, like, that's, I mean, you know, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised that The Mandalorian is, like, like, it took, like, Star Wars is, Star Wars is old, right? You know, that's fun, that's good, but, like, it's just gotten, like, it's, it's show, you know? So that I, it's kind of crazy to think about sometimes. Like it's just gotten it's it's like TV debut. Um, but in any case, yeah, no. Um, I mean, The Mandalorian, like that. You know, with that being the example, like yeah, no, it's. I mean, it did a great job of expanding on the lore and like continuing. You know, right after you know, right after the original trilogy, and and I and I would agree. In some ways, it made it better. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Rogue One. I feel like Rogue One did a lot. Yeah. I don't think it gets too much credit, but I feel like it did a lot, you know? Because not not to say that, like, uh, like I love I love A New Hope, and they blow up the Death Star and everything with that with that lucky shot and that, you know, that very small weakness. Um, and I and I like that it, that they revealed, oh, but this was this was planned, this was calculated. Like that's that's dope, right? Like yeah. that, yeah, it yeah. just Rogue One, Rogue One 
just in general, I feel like Rogue One is underrated. That's such a good point. I think something that is, you know, a beneficial aspect about cinematic universes, like you can come back in these later movies and make things that didn't make sense in the original make much more sense. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people watch the original trilogy and were like, why was it so easy to take down the Death Star? And having that movie to kind of clarify things, um, I just think it's really helpful to a, a franchise. Um, so I, you mentioned um, Rogue One. That's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I think personally it was better than the newer trilogy. Um, it felt like it was, I think it really proved that you don't have to write about the Skywalkers and still make a great Star Wars movie. Yeah. 100%. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then we kind of want to talk today also about, you know, DC and Marvel. And while we're in that same vein, I think a lot of the new Marvel shows are kind of doing the same thing as like A New Hope in that they're kind of building out these characters, making things make more sense, continuing things. I feel like building a cinematic universe has to be incredibly difficult because especially with a huge industry like Marvel, because there's just so many things to keep in mind. Yeah, no, I like, it's great. Like, I, I really want to know like how much they had like planned initially. I mean, I, I know, I know they definitely, I know they definitely couldn't have like, they couldn't have predicted like all that would build up when they first started. Definitely not. But like, I do, yeah. I do wonder like what, like what on the, like, cause also it depended on how well the movies did too. Right. You know, you don't get, if, you know, if the Iron Man movie, the the first one that kind of, you know, led to the rest, if that hadn't done well, like, what would, you know, what do you think that like, like, what would would have been the likelihood that we get the rest of these movies, honestly? That's so true. To some extent, these cinematic universes are heavily dependent on being fan favorites. Like, a lot of these characters don't exist without the fan base kind of asking for them and asking questions. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, and then, you know, I think even with DC... It's not really the same, I think, in terms of cinematic universes. I think, you know, obviously there are shows within the DC universe as well. But, I mean, what do you think? How do they, how do they, you know, add up together? Not add up, but when you compare Marvel TV and DC TV, what is sort of your opinion on that? Well, uh, there's, there's obviously a pretty big budget disparity between the two. <laughs> Agreed. I yeah. mean, Marvel? Okay, Marvel shows... Marvel shows go hard on like effects and like I mean 100%. just yes they I mean they, they just they have a way bigger budget um you know the the CWDC shows you know I haven't I've watched you know I haven't really watched any of them so I can't I can't necessarily comment on other um the well, content them, itself yeah um but you can just you know There's from a the clear things difference. I have, yeah, yeah from things I have seen yeah it seems like the CW department they're you know they're just not as they don't have as much funds, you know, so they kind of have to make do. So I watched The Flash on CW for the longest time. I was a huge fan, not as much anymore. Um, and I've seen a couple of seasons of, um, you know, other DC shows on that channel. And I just, it doesn't seem like it's the same vibe. But also my biggest problem with DC has always been, it feels like a franchise that takes itself way too seriously. And I think what has allowed Marvel to kind of branch out is that they don't, Hold themselves to these very strict rules about you know i think marvel breaks boundaries in terms of it breaks its own rules constantly um in what is possible in the marvel universe i feel like dc is very strict um in terms of what can happen and i think it just it makes it harder to be creative you know like mm. wandavision was just incredibly creative in my opinion like it made no sense but in a good <laughs> way like it, it went 
to a new place that we haven't seen before in that universe. I think it's because Marvel allows itself to have fun. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I can't really disagree. No, I agree. It's just Marvel is, it's just, it's just a lot more versatile. I mean, the, the other thing is too, uh, DC kind of prides itself on being as relatively comic book accurate as they can. Yeah. So that's another thing too. I think really at the end, really at the end of the day, they just got different. Like not not to be, I mean, you know, because there can be people who can enjoy Marvel and DC content, 100%. but just like it just seems like they're really trying to hit different niches. I think. I, I think. I think DC. Well, I, DC is trying to hit more of a niche. The way I always thought about it was that you know people who watch DC are people who like go to Comic Con, and people who love Marvel are like anyone off the street. If that makes <laughs> sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And that's not to knock DC at all. I'm just saying, I think most people I know who love DC are like people who read the comics, know everything about every single character. You know what I mean? Like they're very heavily invested in the storylines. As opposed to Marvel, a lot of the people I know who love Marvel haven't watched all the movies, haven't even watched them all in order. I haven't even watched all of them in a strict order, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't even know how the storylines align, but it still feels like something that I can digest. And so... To some extent, I just think Marvel is, you know, it appeals to a wider audience just because it's not so strict on the rules and having all this prior knowledge of the universe. And do you, and I guess I want to ask, do you think that that's an important thing when you're building a cinematic universe? Like, do you think it has to be something that we all, you know, because some, let, let's say this, some cinematic universes are built out because the, you know, the studios want to pick up a comic book character and make a storyline about them, right? An established character. But then sometimes they build these universes that haven't been established, like WandaVision, that was an established comic. So what do you think is like, I guess the superior out of the two of those? Or do you think they're both great? I think they both have their merits. I can definitely tell you which one is making more money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th I think that, you know, I don't want to... You know, I don't, I don't want to knock, knock on one. I don't want to bend some straws. Um, I do think I do think Marvel being I mean Marvel has become mainstream because I think a part of like kind of like how you said I, I, Marvel is more approachable yeah definitely um, and we're at the point where like most people are like you know it, I think it's less approachable now because just with all that's happened there's been so many movies now we've had these different arcs like yeah. I think it's less approachable now. Uh, but I think, but you know, a few years ago, you know, before, you know, before like, you know, before the Infinity War arc, um, yeah. and probably before Ultron, like it was pretty easy to, to get caught up and get invested. And then it's just, I mean, all of this really done. It's just kind of, it's just been continuing. Like people are keeping up, you know, yeah. and it's That's just, true. yeah. So it just the main, the mainstream audience has just been keeping up, you know, it's, and now it's kind of at a point where it's not very approachable, but just because it's. You know, fortunately, it, it hit that, you know, it, it struck the right spot a few years ago when it's getting on its feet. So now people are sticking around and, and invested. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's awesome. I think that's true. I think if one of my friends who had never seen anything Marvel before asked me, like, where they should start, I don't know if I would know where to tell them to start. I mean, I guess there's, like, a order that you can follow. But I think you're right that in-game definitely complicated things a lot more. It definitely felt, that movie to me felt like a DC movie. It was just more complicated. <laughs> But I think, um, I, I agree with you that I think that they caught people at the right time and now people are too invested to not care or see the movies anymore. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, moving forward if DC decides to kind of follow in the lead of Marvel. And 
I don't know who would host them, I guess like Netflix or something, but it'll be interesting to see if they decide to take a more lighthearted approach, more carefree approach to their content and then also try to go into a you know go to the small screen i think especially in times like covid the small screen is appealing to people way more than the big screen you know yeah it's just way more accessible to watch it at your house i was gonna say like mm, i feel like i feel like they try okay have you seen so the so the snyder cut just came out um i have not seen it but i know it's very long but i've heard it's very good i've seen a few clips mm-hmm um, I don't so how a, would one, we'll answer this, how would yeah. one watch the Snyder Cut? Oh, well, we're not sponsored, although we wish we were, but you'd go watch on HBO Max. Okay. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw, so I saw the original Justice League, right? Yeah. It felt, they were definitely trying to be Marvel in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Josh Whedon, I think he was a Marvel director. I might need to fact check that, but I, he had definitely worked on a Marvel movie before then. Um, but he directed it. And that was kind of a critique of it. They were like, it's just kind of, that, that was one of the critiques of it, uh, especially like more hardcore fans. This, this just felt like a Marvel movie. Um, Cause you know, they tried to, to, I want, you know, to your point, right? They've, they've, they've tried that kind of lighthearted approach. I think that was, I think the original Justice League was that attempt at that. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was fine. Yeah. It felt kind of generic, but I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> it was, you know, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I just think, I just think with, with everything now, like Marvel definitely has a formula that is associated with them. Yeah. Like, and they definitely have a feel, they have a feel. Yeah. And I think, and I think a part of the reason why people were, why people, why people had a problem with the original Justice League was I think because they were trying to get that feel, but because that feel was not a, a, a characteristic of a DC, of other DC movies. It felt wrong. Yeah. It felt off. So I, I think that's I think that's where the problem was. It, it's just more of like uh, you know DC movies are usually like you said they take themselves very seriously. They usually they, their tone is is definitely it's not as lighthearted. Um, so when they tried to do that, you know, it felt like it felt like it felt out of place. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say, I don't think DC should try to be Marvel at all. I think that they should be unique and different. I think DC should try to be more um i guess i'm I'm comparing it to a marvel movie but i think dc had this unique thing especially when you start to focus on characters like the joker harley quinn it had this like gritty feel to it that i almost felt like like to me a marvel movie that kind of seemed like a dc movie to me was deadpool like it has a bit of a gritty feel it's like more adult and i feel like that's something that was a direction i thought dc was more headed into but I kind of hope that they go more towards that, you know? Mm. I thought, especially like Suicide Squad was kind of that feel as well. Like, I think it could be a little bit humorous, but I think what they do well is gritty. Like, they like to do serious stuff. Dang, I for- dude, I forgot about Joker. I, I need to see that, man. I've heard so many good things about that. Yeah. Bruh. So I don't think it's necessarily the seriousness that's the problem. I think that's fine. If Marvel wants to be the more jokey one and DC wants to be more serious, that's totally fine. I think it's just they restrict themselves so much to the comics that I think it doesn't allow you to kind of branch out and do more fun things. You know, things that are more like I think WandaVision was so, I don't know, innovative, I guess would be the word. And I think it's harder to do that when you're strict with these certain rules of what certain characters can do. Oh, dude, I've watched a, um, a, because they have a behind the scenes thing about that. And dude, like, like they actually had a real studio audience. They had like, uh, they recreated this, like they set it up. 
you know, for the eras leading up to like uh, the 1990s or like 2000s, whichever one where the studio audience is gone, like, but they, they had a real studio audience there. They did th th a lot of the same things. They had the guy who directed it was a child actor on a few of those sitcom shows. So like wow. he knew, you know, what be he knew, like he just, he just knew what, what things to hit and, and like what beats to hit. And like, it was just so cool. I love how they didn't, to, on that same point, like I love how they didn't just like dress them in the eras and like leave it like that. They actually, you could tell they used different filming techniques with each episode. Yes. Um, and the aspect ratio changes. Yes. Uh, that was terrific. I think they really wanted to put you in this world and they weren't lazy about it in any way. Um, so that was one of my favorite things about WandaVision. And again, I just think there's something about Marvel that just feels new and fresh and they're able to do things. Like even this latest, something else I would say is I started watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and they've taken, you know, obviously this after Endgame and all that and, but, and they, have, they talk about it, right? But I also feel like they don't shy away from real current events that are going on in the real world outside of the show. And I feel like that's something DC does not do at all. Like, I think they keep it very restricted to the world that they live in. Like the Falcon was talking about what it was like to be a black man, even as a superhero and how he was being treated differently, you know? Like that was something that I felt was so unique and so Marvel in that they wanted to feel as if we actually had superheroes walking around, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like DC is very much like, this is a fake world. You know? Yeah, I mean, part of that too is like, not not to say like, yeah, no, I I agree with that point because I think I think with because uh, with Marvel things it does make them more relatable, right? Absolutely. Um, I think I think at the same time it's like the DC movies, yeah, the world is similar to ours, but not as in like, yeah, we're still in a you know we're still in America, you know we still have all these big cities. Like it's kind of like they have some things that are the same, but then a lot of things that don't reflect our society. But because a lot of those initial things are similar, there's already things we fundamentally understand as the audience, right? And you know, and, but and a lot of people go to the movies because they don't want to, you know, and we know this, but like you know, they go to the movie because they don't want they don't want to see a reflection of the real world, you know, and. That's valid, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I go to I watch, yeah. For me, I feel like you can't really escape that when like you're going to see a movie about good guys and bad guys. Because at the end of the day, that that is how we view life, that there are good, there are winners and losers. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, superhero movies, all they do is take that concept and simplify it for us. But that is a real concept. I get what you're saying. I just think there's, I don't think that movies have to run away from what's going on. And the idea that people go to the movies to escape definitely is true. But I do think that part of what makes movies so good is that it has elements of real life, things that we understand, concepts that we understand, oh. values that we understand. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it helped like with, with some of the fundamentals the same. Like it definitely helps bring the audience. No, here's, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that like because Marvel's doing that is a bad thing. That's what that's what's helped them kind of get as far as they can. They make their stuff like almost as relatable as possible, you know, with their, you know, and a lot of with their meta humor and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. No, it's it's definitely worked to their benefit. I, I, like I'm I'm not disagreeing. Um, I just think you know that's DC's thing. They just want to you know. And, and we'll see we'll see how far it takes them. Honestly, you know, I just think there is a reason why Marvel is really blowing up, and I think it has to do with their relatability. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think DC is on a mission of failure. I just don't know what they're gonna do. First of all, DC movies are way too long. 
<laughs> that's just the first thing. So I don't know. I just and a lot of the movies, DC movies, I find are like really high quality, great storylines, just way too long and don't need a sequel. I mean, especially if you're gonna make three, four hour movies all the time. I'm not sure if you should follow it up with a sequel. That's just my opinion. I think the reason why Marvel is able to do sequels and trilogies is because they make their movies digestible and short. Yeah, that's true. You're left wanting more, you know? With DC, mm. I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, DC, they, they put a lot of the ingredients just right on the table in yeah. one big thing. Yeah. So it kind of depends on what you're going for, but we're kind of getting to the end of today's episode. Just kind of want to finish with a few questions for the both of us to answer. And then also I want to hear what you're going to be watching this week. First of all, DC or Marvel? <laughs> Since that's <laughs> talk, what we talked about today. I feel like, okay, well, I feel it's been kind of Because we've been kind of gassing up Marvel a lot. We have been. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're sorry, DC fans. We're going to do another episode about how amazing DC is. But in terms of cinematic universes, which is what this episode was about... I just personally believe Marvel does a better job. Yeah, they, I mean, they, history kind of history's kind of in their favor right now. <laughs> in terms of Marvel, WandaVision, we're talking about recent Disney Plus shows, right? So WandaVision or The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, okay, so at, at this time... Don't over-explain it, just pick one. Okay. <laughs> well, there's not, there's not too many episodes of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier out right now, so... Well, just... I think you should relate I, to everyone how you've been telling me that you think one is more within your wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of like WandaVision was cool. Uh, a lot of magic and stuff. Um, I kind of like, I, I do enjoy more of the like, how do I say it? I feel like gritty. We, we've been saying gritty a lot. Uh, Hard hitting. Sure. Uh, no, but not not even like that because because the show's not that serious. But I like Fal I like the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. Like, or there, there's no magic. It's just like not not to say that I don't like magic, but it's just like it's just just people, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. hard for me to explain. It definitely feels more like a crime show. I yes. For yes. me, I like WandaVision. That's gonna be my choice because I prefer more of a sci-fi Twilight Zone vibe. And I thought it was so awesome to see that in a superhero show, like franchise. So WandaVision for me. And then the last question of the day before we get into our watch list, J.J. Abrams Star Wars or Ryan Johnson Star Wars? This is a toughie. See, I'll, I'll help phrase this better. So we've been talking about cinematic universes. Out of those two, which one does a better job? in building up the cinematic universe of Star Wars. Uh, you want to take this one first? Sure, I'll go first. This is going to be very controversial, and people are going to be like, what? But I'm going to go with Ryan Johnson. I think J.J. Abrams does a great job of sticking to, you know, which I guess is what we just asked, but I feel like Ryan Johnson did more to move the cinematic universe, and J.J. Abrams did a great job at holding it down. And not in a negative way, I just mean he uses the same tropes and makes it feel like a Star Wars movie to us, which is good. But I think Ryan Johnson kind of put some more controversial um, and did some newer things that we've never seen before in Star Wars, which I personally enjoy, which is why I like Marvel so much. I like to see some new things, challenge the rules of the universe. Um, and I think Ryan Johnson did that well to some extent. I think, um, I think the reason why a lot of people don't like him is because they feel like he did too far out of the universe, which is a fair criticism. But I like him because I think he did some stuff that was new. I think he... Okay, perfect. You, you helped me phrase as well. I think a, I think Abrams 
he stuck very close because he, you know, he, he kind of recycled some stuff, you know, because he wanted that Star Wars movie to feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he did. A, he he recycled a lot. <laughs> he recycled a lot. So he, he did the same thing over again. And then I feel like Ryan did just things really, really differently. So I feel like they both kind of hit extremes. <laughs> from, yeah, I, I think they both hit extremes. So Cop out. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm going to say a neither on that. Hey guys, I promise you next week there won't be any neithers because that's not the point of the game. But he's not playing today, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Wow. Don't all shade. Okay. <laughs> so, lastly, before we let you go, because we want to keep our episodes 30 minutes or less, just tell us, Trey, real quick, what's on your watch list for this week? One show or movie that you want to watch? Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic question. Um, let's see. Well, coming up this week, uh, next episode of Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Um, but in terms of a different show, I don't think I have an answer for you right now, pal. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. Do you, well, what, are, what what's yours? What's yours? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll copy something out. What's yours? So there's this new movie on Netflix called Concrete Cowboy that I really want to watch. It has nothing to do with cinematic universes or Marvel or DC or anything, but it, portrays black cowboys i saw idris elbows in it um the guy from stranger things that's not specific at all but (laughs) one of the guys from stranger things is in it it looks very long which for me is like over an hour and 30 but it looks very interesting so that's what my watch list for this week did you did you hear about that that movie on netflix called concrete cowboy that's 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 on your watch list yeah okay there you go i don't know if you heard about it that's so crazy yeah what yeah that's insane. So, guys, watch Concrete Cowboy with us this week. And thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but this was fun talking about cinematic universes. And DC people, please don't have your feelings too hurt. I promise we'll redeem ourselves oh, in no, a later episode. Oh, no, we're definitely catching shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was a lot of Marvel gas up, like unintentionally. <laughs> we promise we will hop on the DC train at a later date. Just not, <laughs> not soon. Okay, thanks. <laughs> See ya.